Hello and welcome to the Highline. This week we'll be covering the Corona Bali Protector. We'll give a preview on what the forecast is looking like, last year's results and who we expect to go on and win the thing. We'll also go on and talk about the Cape Fear this year at Shipstones, looking at the green light for Monday. So we'll go through the surfers and their day jobs, talk about a few cardiac nurses. We'll talk about the format and also the predictions, who we think is going to do well out there and who's going to be the craziest. We'll also give a QS roundup, see what Nat Young's been up to, and we'll also commence Willy Watch. All that and more in this week's Highline. Welcome to the Highline. Today we have a couple of guests. We've got Mr. Luke OK. You beauty. How you going, Lukey? Pretty good. How you doing, boys? We're very good over here. And we've also got in the red corner, Nicholas Clifford. G'day, mate. How are you today? Sensational, thank you. That's good. Very good. What we're going to have a, a bit of a chat about today is we're, we're going to do a, a quick preview of the Bali Protected Pro um, over at Karama's there. It's the next stop on tour. There's quite a bit of excitement around the event. I know a lot of people are, are really pumped to see what goes down in uh, what a lot of the surfers kind of describe as one of the most perfect waves to surf an event at. You excited, Luke? Yeah, pretty damn excited, especially after D-Bar being the first event and seeing that high performance element come into the tour already and be pretty sick to see it go down in epic waves in Bali. Absolutely pumped. So we're going to we're going to take a look at the forecast as well and kind of see if there's anyone we can see picking up a result or even, you know, going on to get the win. So we'll have a, a quick chat to you Nick based on on last year. Are you expecting more of the same is there anyone else you're kind of looking forward to seeing out there? I think this event is so sick, so much high performance, so many people ripping. Like the wave just allows that high performance. Like Luke said, after D-Bar, what are they going to do when there's barrels as well? It's going to be pretty crazy. I think everyone forgets about the Tahitian, Michelle Perez. He's going to be pretty hard to beat, I reckon. His track record out there is pretty amazing. Yeah, so actually just talking about his track record the big tahitian the the event at uh, karama's there it's run only two years it ran back in 2013 and then last year was the second time it's run and michelle Barez second in both of those events which is pretty incredible because it's not somebody you kind of pick straight off the top of your head to be getting those results um what do you reckon works for him out there nick i think i mean you're in indo there's such a big period of swell there's 15, 18 seconds or whatever you're going to get over there. It's heaps of power. He's a little bit bigger fella, so power matches that. He's got that little barrel, and he just does those manhandling calves on the lip. Those last calves that he does, puts his whole back into it, pretty much makes it rain back on the other side of the island. Yeah, I, I mean, it's the type of wave where it's... I mean, a lot of guys compare it to a wave pool. It's funny that there's actually a wave pool on, on tour these days, and, and that's kind of a good direct comparison you can have. It's It's one of the, I think... Now, without having trestles on tour, it's probably the premier high-performance wave on the schedule, just due to how much of a little skate ramp it is. We'll go through a couple of other people that we expect to do well out there, such as, you know, Philippe, Geordie, Kanoa, I mean, is another one I'd probably look to be doing a bit out there, and even people with, you know, good pass records like Jack Freestone. Looking at the forecast, it looks like they're going to kind of get underway early. A couple of fun little days to start. It looks, based on, on what Surfline's telling us, that that swell's going to ease into to kind of the middle of the waiting period and then have another swell at the end. When we talk about Karamas, you kind of picture that, you know, four to four to five foot sort of face, a little bit of barrel, and it, it seems like they, they're going to get the chance to do that, especially in the earlier rounds. With this new format, it'll be good to see while the waves are there, see if guys are actually going for it a bit more, trying to jump up in their seating spots. And I think hopefully we get a bit more excitement out of those those earlier rounds than what we did in, in the first two events. Just button in, I reckon. Yeah. I hope they run when it's onshore. I hope they have a day where they sort of run when it's onshore. Because that wave, I mean, it's perfect when it's offshore. It gives that barrel and then, you know, you still got the ramp and everyone's going to do some turns. But That was the biggest thing last year with the event. It was offshore in the morning and then it went onshore in the Arvo and that would stop as soon as the onshore came on. But all the videos surrounding the event 
all the best surfing was going down outside in those onshore conditions. So hopefully they push the green light when it is onshore. That's what I was going to talk about. I mean, like, onshore Karanas is still so fun. They can really go high performance and push it, especially with the first round there. Now it's, you know, more of a seeding round that's sort of offering that high performance. It's encouraging it. Like, let's encourage it in some onshore waves too. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. We've seen some, you know, some less than average waves to start the year and we still see some seen some really good performances. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I'd l- Again, I kind of echo what you guys have been saying i'd love to see them go out when it's when it's a bit more average but it will be great to see them out when you know you've got some nice clean canvases a couple of tidy little barrels i think it's going to be great looking at the results from last year you had idolo taking out the win i think he'll be again very hard to beat in waves like this why do you think his surfing suits a wave like this as as much as it does lukey well, he's got that skateboard kind of style. He knows how to flow in between massive maneuvers and the wave calls for that. Uh, it is a skate park pretty much. There's just ramps everywhere. Italo's surfing matches it to a T. He's got the speed and flow that absolutely sits perfectly in those waves. Yeah, I mean, you look at his uh, his scores from last year, he absolutely barnstormed through the back end of that event in his quarterfinal 16 point total in the semi a 17 point total and in the final he had 18.87 which is pretty wild that's one of those events where you see him start swinging and gaining momentum and it doesn't look like he's going to get beaten it'd be cool to see him kind of continue that form into this year and and grab another result uh, especially based on you know what you can see of him out there Mm. who else are you picking nico I've actually sort of been looking at Jack Freestone and Griffin Colapinto. He's been injured this year, so he's had a few misfires early on. Still ripping at D-Bar, but that knee was giving him a bit of grief. If he's back 100%, this wave just allows him to go to town. He'll be so deadly out there. And Jack Freestone, we talked about him last event, but he really just needs to get going. Just go to town. Don't hold back. And judges don't want to see holding back. So let's hope that he just doesn't hold back. And I think this wave will let him get a really good result. I saw a free surfing clip of him out Uluwatu on his Instagram maybe yesterday. Sick barrel. And he just threw two of the biggest hangers on it. It was yeah. so good to see. You reckon that's smart though? You can go on a surf Ulu's. I mean, I know while you're over there, you're going to do it. But you know you're going to be surfing a right-hander. You reckon there's there's any purpose in going and surfing a left when you know you're going to be at Karama's? during the week surfing surfing i suppose isn't it yeah it might have been a little bit less crowded with i mean same crowd but maybe less of the top 40 best surfers in the world who knows i think the same thing it's just a confidence thing for jack he just needs to get the ball rolling build confidence and like nico said those two surfers that their surfing is a bit like italo it should really suit that wave and hopefully they can tee off and deliver yeah, the reason we've brought up Jack Freestone so early is he, he does have form out Karamas. He uh, he won the 2012 World Junior Champs back at Karamas when, when he was still doing pro juniors. I think uh, it was his semi-final where, where he just went absolutely ham-sanger. He had a 19.5 total in that. Um, it was one where he just didn't not land everything he went for. It was one of those... One of those heats where you see him kind of pull everything out of the bag and that's what he's got. It'd be great to see him kind of put that into a heat on the tour and and get a bit more recognition that way. We all know he surfs well. You just want to see him reach that level again, right? Yeah, absolutely. That surfing that he did in that contest, that was incredible. And that was John, John and Gabe kind of level. And you kind of expect to see Jack up there matching it with those guys doing that kind of performance definitely other kind of notable results from from last year you had geordie hitting the third place as well as mikey wright they're two that'll be looking to to you know get into that final series again they're two surfers where their surfing completely suits the wave and they're kind of results you'd expect from them. someone that hasn't had the results out there that i would have expected is Kaloe and dino the two years that the events run there, he's had two twenty fifths, which when I saw it, I kind of had to double take it. It's not what I'd expect from, from someone who is known for high-performance surfing. I mean, this is his eighth year on tour. He still hasn't won an event. He's come close a number of times. What's it going to take for him to, to crack that win, Nico? I think the whole of Kolohe's career is a bit of a letdown so far. For a guy that came on so much hype and so much talent, he's just let us all down. I, I don't know if Jack... Julian and Kaleho all travel together and 
try and blow it together. I don't know what's going on, but those three guys just are the most frustrating guys. They got so much talent and every event they seem to make a similar or the same mistake. I think Clohead just needs to let go, just go big. Hopefully he maybe gets his maiden victory that could turn it all around. Yeah, I mean, it's only going to take one result, I think, for, for someone with that much talent, for it all to click and and for them to realize what it takes to win an event. I mean, like I said, he's come so close a couple of times. I think it's just going to take that one result for him to be able to push it. And like you mentioned, Julian there, I think they still, both of those guys get stuck in that, that realm of trying to surf a little bit safe because they know what they can do to get scores. Julian, I think you, you'll see, you watch him to, to really want to bounce back after that poor result at Bells. He's had a fifth here in 2013. He had a bit of a shocker last year. He had a 13th, which for, for Jules, you'd, you'd be expecting him to go a lot further than that. You see a lot of his free surfing clips out Karamas and he's always throwing down some insane punts and, and his performance level's right up there. I know you've got a lot of love for Julian. Luke, what do you, what do you see from him this event? Yeah, I think he's going to come out of the gates firing straight away his performance at the back half of last year was incredible and i thought he would have bring that straight into the first two events for this year at d-bar especially and to see him kind of falter the way he has i don't think he's going to do it three times in a row he should be coming out swinging first round let everyone know he's back keeps breaking my heart (laughs) but i think i don't know if you guys agree i think this year especially so from what i've seen so far safety surfing is being crucified you you just can't be safe in any heat anymore you can't just get two sixes and cruise to the quarters anymore you you've got to go to town from the very first heat from the very first minute yeah yeah i'd agree with that definitely Um, i mean it's that type of surfing where you look at guys who've had results out here in the past such as you know mikey wright geordie smith when he's on um it's that surfing even even italo last year it's going big that's going to get you those scores and push you into those finals someone we haven't talked about yet the guy wearing the yellow jersey john john florence he he had a 13th out here last year it was a bit of a letdown for him his previous result was a ninth but he did lose to parko when parko had that perfect 20 john john lost that heat in 2013 with a 19.6 total jesus that's wild for, for for me to look i mean if anyone's getting a 19.6 total and, and losing a heat, you know something's kind of against you. So I think John John will, will look to bring out those big performances. I know John John was surfing incredibly at Bells. He was getting some huge scores and going pretty hard. For those solid waves, do you reckon he was kind of holding back? There was like a little bit of safety surfing in him, Luke? Uh, I don't know. I think the waves kind of dictated the surfing that he did, and I think he performed above and beyond anyone else out there i don't think he'll be safety surfing in bali that's for sure yeah i think it's the type of wave where it levels the competition a lot more and it's not so much you know who's picking the better wave that's running a bit more you know it's it's definitely those type of guys who are really gonna push it harder and and the guys i suppose with the natural talent that, that are really gonna get through those heats kelly slater he missed the event last year due to injury as a a Funny stat I found earlier today. Since the start of 2017, Kelly's missed 14 events due to injury, as opposed to he's only surfed in 10 events. So he's he's actually been injured more more than he's he's surfed in since the start of 2017. Put that in comparison to that insane run he had in 96, 97 over those two years, where he actually had 12 wins. So almost as many wins as he pulled out of events in the last two years. That's that's a bit beside the point. It'd be good to to see Kelly get a few more results last year on tour. You want to see him pushing it? You reckon the wave's going to suit him out there, Nick? Every wave suits Kelly Slater. He's the sea wizard. <laughs> but I think this event, we're going to see people being rewarded for moving water and going big. So Slater's 47. I don't think he can move the same amount of water as someone like John John or someone like Gabby or the the rooster tails that Italo's sort of doing on those big back end rears. I think he's going to make a few heats because he can surf so well and he knows how to read waves really well. I think he's going to make a few heats, but he needs more than a 10-point total in this event. He, he's not going to get lucky like that ever again. I think it depends on how many barrels are out there. If the wave's barreling, he's going to have a really good shot. But if it's the straight combos with airs, yeah, he might struggle a little unless he decides to bring out his one in a million full rope 
<laughs> he needs the offshore. To... He needs the offshore heats. Yeah, yeah. Like we talked about, we'd like to see some events run in some onshore, but I think that'll just mean elimination for for Kelly. Unfortunately, as much as I'd love to see him notch up a win on his last year on tour, I think you put him in those barreling waves, and he's going to be fairly unrivaled. But we'll see what happens. Um, again, it's going to depend on the forecast. Moving on to some of the rookies, is there anyone that you think that we haven't seen surf Karamas that might push it a bit out there that you you could see getting a result, Nick? I don't think I can see anyone sort of coming out of the gates firing that's a rookie this year, trying to rival a few of those higher seeds. I think this wave highlights your weaknesses and, and allows, if you've got strengths, it's going to let you go to those strengths. But I think that, that top 10 guys is really going to show those lower seeds how it's done in this event. Seth Miniz is my answer to that. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, the onshore, he's definitely going to... I mean, he's from Hawaii. He's going to surf good. You're right. I didn't even think about Seth. <laughs> <laughs> he might flare. He, he could, yeah, make me pretty red in the face after that comment. Um, I mean, you've got other guys like... I don't think we've really seen what Pedersen Crisanto has got to offer. He's been a guy that's kind of been on the fringes of the CT for a long time now and You'd always see him pop up, you know, in QSs from time to time, absolutely flaring. But I don't think he's really been able to put it together so far in a heat to show everyone kind of what he's got. I think a wave like this is a really good chance for him to do so. Again, that's the same as someone like Solly Bailey. Solly's had a couple of solid heats, but I don't think he's really had that chance to to show everyone to announce his arrival to the tour just yet. I'll just let you know, Person's got Felipe in his first heat. Yeah, and, and that's something we'll look onto in just a minute. Um, a couple of the, the matchups we've got in the seeding round, as they do like to call it these days. There's some okay heats there. Are there any that stick out for you, Nick? I just want to see Gabby surf. Okay. I mean, De Silva, and then he's he's got a wild card. That's going to be a pretty sick heat. I also like the Italo, Zeke, and Kaio heat. I reckon that could be a pretty spicy little heat. Like, all those guys have got... I mean, Italo's got the skateboard style, Zeke's got the power, and Coyote sort of gets overlooked, I reckon. He's super agile on the wave. He's not my favorite surfer to watch, but I think he could have a good crack out there. Hmm. And and what about you, Luke? Is is there any matchups that you've seen that you, you like the look of? From what I've seen, a lot, a lot of the heats kind of are matching similar surfers. Heat 12, you've got Berez, William Cardoso, and then Griffin in that one as well, but that's like a full powerhouse heat. You're going to see a lot of buckets getting thrown, and the opposite to that you've got say like the the heat with philippe and Pedersen, they're going to get a wild card in there which is going to be a, a little little specialist out there i think every the first round's kind of linked up to to have a couple of heats where i think we'll see a few upsets just because there's a, a lot of surfers that it, that have similar qualities that i think it'll it'll just be whoever's pushing harder on the day that kind of gets the call for me heat three looks pretty good with julian adrian and Freestone. I think if Jack comes out swinging, Julian will have to lift straight away or vice versa. I think one of those boys will come out absolutely throwing hammers. I think Ace is a an, an, a bit of an underground in, in that heat too. Ace finished with a ninth last year. He kind of, when the waves are good, he's good at surfing those type of heats where he knows he's going to get the waves and he, he knows he can just really draw a nice clean line. He's he's going to get, you know, pair of sixes, pair of sevens. And if those other boys get stuck in a battle where they're pushing each other, trying to, you know, land some big punts, he could easily come out with a win there. Yeah, definitely. That's what makes that heat pretty interesting for me. Ace could very well slide through. Emrod could be another little underground out there. I saw a little clip of him the other day. Yep. Um, riding a couple of losts, and he was surfing unbelievable. I, I think he's another guy that we haven't actually seen the full potential of what he can do. We are on the Goldie, and I sort of saw him having a little surf, and he was so agile on the wave. He was just, like, everywhere, covering the entire wave at once. I don't know how he's getting to different spots so quickly, but him and John John, like, they might have to go toe-to-toe, and that could be a sick heat to watch as well. Definitely, definitely. Do you think um, Michael kind of gets a bit crucified just for not having those stickers on his board? Yeah, and, and he's a smaller guy as well, so he doesn't sort of fill the wave out as much as what, say, someone like Geordie can fill out a wave. Doesn't maybe have that same tree trunk leg that can throw the same amount of water, but sometimes, I mean, it's a subjective judging, but sometimes you've got to be thinking. If you've got a sticker on your nose, you're getting an extra half a point. <laughs> it happens in regional titles. It happens on the CT. I don't know how, but it still happens. You brought up Geordie there. If I was to... to 
put money on someone, I'd be looking at someone like Geordie. In fact, I'll I'll put my money where my mouth is. I'm, I'm going to pick Geordie for this event. I think even though he wasn't surfing as good as what I would say I can see him surf out bells, these are the types of waves that are really going to suit his style. I think it's just going to take him pushing a little bit harder and he's going to get there. That's that's where my money's at. Luke, who's your pick? I'm going to go for a complete dark horse and I think I'll go Freestone. Hopefully he can bring that performance that he took to the junior titles and he really needs to get going and have a good crack. The wave suits him and if he gets on a roll, he could be deadly. Yeah, good call, good call. I like a dark horse. Sticking with the Aussies too. Very nice. Nico? I'll be vanilla ice cream and just say John John. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he looks deadly again this year. I think he's got something to prove. Now Gabby's got that second world title. I think he's just like, mate, calm down. I'm going to get five. And from the last two events, I think it looks like he's going to keep going for a big role this year. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of guys in there that you know are going to pick up a lot of points just just by surfing an event like this where it does come down to your talent a little bit more. People like Medina, you know you know they're going to make a few heats and, and get some, some points up. So it's one of those events where you can't really afford to slip up early, especially for those real title contenders because you're just going to lose too many points on guys like Medina. I mean, Gabby's super consistent anyway. He hasn't had a 25th since Margie's in 2017. So you can't really rely on guys like that dropping points. And we look at guys that we see as a as a serious title contender. I think Philippe will be making you know quarters or better. Same with Geordie, Idolo, John John. You see guys that that might have that shocker, you know, like Julian, like Kelly, where it might just take him so far out of contention this early in the season, just because it's one of those ones where you can't afford to lose points. What about Ricardo Christie? That's a guy that does it tough. He loses nearly every heat with a 17 point total. He's another guy, we haven't talked about him, but I would love to see him do well in an event and just flip the juju and just start getting on that roll, just get in that rhythm and start winning some heats. Like, he's surfing's there, but he just seems to get either a tough matchup or lose with the big total. Yeah. Here's one for you, though. Would you would you rather spend a year on tour, lose every heat with a 17-point total, but at least it means you're getting good waves and you're getting good scores and having, you know, good surfs out there? Or would you rather re-qualify grinding through heats with 10-point totals? Mate, if it's not laying bricks, it's better than laying bricks. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, I, I've never heard it being put like that, so... As long as I'm not working 9 to 5, I wouldn't care if I was QS Warrior or if I was on the CT. Good waves is... Nothing beats good waves, is there? Yeah, totally. But, I mean, if you get two years on tour... Hopefully he re-qualifies. I like the guy. He just seems to get a tough role. Yeah, big brew. I, I think his surfing is, is up there with some of the best. Like, Especially, you kind of write off those guys coming out of somewhere like New Zealand where traditionally you don't see a lot of really good surfers. I'm always, always down to see someone that's got a lot of backing from their home country. Do you think someone like um, Leonardo has that much backing from you know Italy? No, I don't think... Anyone in Italy really cares about mount surfing, do they? Don't know. If he wins him a, a medal at the Olympics, they might. There's a good surf hub there, and I think all the guys that do surf would really back him passionately. They've got that European fire to back whoever's from their country. But yeah, it is only a small surf community compared to somewhere like Australia. But still, there's surfing in Italy, and it'd be a pretty tight little scene. Yeah, I reckon it'd be sick to to be involved in something like that. So we'll, we'll wave a little flag for, for those smaller guys. Moving on to the, the women's event, they're going to get a chance hopefully in some, some nicer waves. They won't hopefully put them out when the, the wind goes onshore. I think there'll be some really good surfing that goes down in the women's. Um, last year, Lakey got the nod. She surfed a, a really strong event kind of throughout, and I think she'll be looking to get that form back just just to, to get her up in that title race a bit more. Are there any of the women that you've been looking at, Luke, that you think can, can push it a bit? Yeah, we kind of spoke about it in the last episode. Carissa, I think, will be pretty deadly out there, especially if she does start throwing airs, which she does have in her bag of tricks. That'll give her a really big separation from the other girls. Yeah, Nick? Yeah. Oh, going off the form of last event, Malia Manuel might be a new sort of charger for that sort of top five talk. Mm. She surfed really good at Bells. Kramas has got that nice open face where she can kind of get those big down carbs going on. I'm sort of looking at her. 
she's looking really good. Lakey did hurt her back as well. So is that going to be 100%? Is that going to affect her performance? Yeah, I mean, you're seeing the, the seeds in a, in a few of the, the women's heats match up. Like Lakey's got Sally in her heat. Um, you've got Steph Gilmore and Nikki Van Dyke. There's a couple of really good matchups in that first round. One I'm looking forward to is Carissa, Brisa Hennessy, and, and Killy Andrew. I think Brisa Hennessy's looked really, really good so far. Um, it'd be a good test for Carissa in that, that first round to see. Obviously, it'll be good just to feel out the wave and, and kind of see where the level's at, but I think Brisa could, could push her a little bit. And, I mean, as as a rookie, that's that's a position you've you've got to be in another another person who i haven't really seen get many results so far macy callahan she's probably due for a, a you know a bit of a step up in in fortunes nick she looks a little stiff i don't know what's happened there whether she's changed proportions or whatever's going on but i mean she's looked a little stiff in the last couple of events on the ct the one that i was just looking at that i think is going to be pretty epic is the Courtney Conalogue, Tatiana Weston, where Bronnie McCauley heat. Yeah. That, like, Tatiana's so on point on her backhand. The Sea Tiger, as she's now commonly known, is going to be so good to watch out there. Yeah, I, I think for sure. That, that'll that be a really good one to watch. Because the, the women's, the whole event is so condensed and there are a lot of good surfers kind of all vying for minimal spots on tour and you do see some very good heats early on. There's some good stuff. So 16 girls is way better than the 32 men. Like we were just yeah, talking yeah. about. How crazy are some of these matchups? Like every heat looks stacked. Every heat looks like the heat that I want to watch. I think it's going to be really good to watch those first couple of rounds. Good surfing going down straight off the bat. No sleepers, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that should do us for, for part one. The Corona Bali Protected at Karamas pretty pumped to see see what goes on there should be some exciting surfing so moving on to part two we've got an event that's actually been given the green light i'm super excited this is one of those events where it gets a lot of people pumped a lot of people really excited to watch that's the the red bull cape fear this year happening at Shipsterns. a bit of a, a venue change are you as excited as me nick how psycho is this event oh man it's insane holy moly like I don't even know if I'd want to be invited after the last one. I'm surprised. I want to know what their insurance policy is for starters, but I'm surprised no one died last time. It was that much carnage. There was 10 waves made all day. The rest of the time, guys are just eating shit. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, it'll be interesting to see the difference between what they were encountering at, at ours compared to you know the challenge that Shipstones is going to offer up. Luke, what do you reckon is going to be the real difference between those two waves? Yeah, two psycho waves, one with a crazy step on the takeoff and the other just an absolute wild slab. So Shippies has that crazy staircase that pops up in the middle of the face when you're dropping in. That is going to be where a lot of carnage goes down, I reckon. Yeah, that, that stair that you mentioned, I'd love to see him judge what tricks he can do off that step. <laughs> yeah. Do a nice little chop up, kick flip, whatever. What about how this swell, I'm pretty sure, from what I can tell, with the swell direction, I think it's like a gnarly step direction. Like it, it, It's the direction for the step. So it might not, I don't think it's the biggest swell they could have got, but it's like good for just doing 180s off the stair. Yeah. I mean, what do you make of, of the move to, to ship stones down in Tassie? For me, a lot more consistent a wave. It's one where they've got more of a chance to kind of really pick a good swell, whether they want that to just be the biggest waves they can or, you know, some really good paddle waves or just to get it as square and psycho as, as what it can be. I reckon it's a great move going down there. We'll go over a few of the athletes in a in a minute. I mean, Russell Bjork winning the first Red Bull Cape Fear at ours insane performance um i think that's one that really put him on the map since then we've seen a lot more of him popping up in in big waves you know getting a spot on the big wave world tour and really just going out and showing what it's like to be crazy but be really good at being crazy he he makes a lot of waves and takes a lot of really calculated risks and a lot of those pay off and i think it's that type of surfing that's going to do well in in an event out here and i think that's why he was able to get the win for the first comp are you expecting him to to do that again luke yeah, I think so. How much time has he spent at Shippies? It is a bit of a wave where having that local knowledge is 
pretty vital, especially when it's staircasing. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Anything can happen in these events, which is the best part about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, another name that I'm really excited to see out there, you got Mick Fanning. He surfed it before. I don't know how he compares to you know the likes of those local guys that we're talking about or the guys that are just seasoned psychos. I'd love to see just how he approaches an event like this. I mean, he doesn't really have anything to lose as far as injuries go. So do you expect to see him pushing it, Nick? I hope it's toe. If it's toe, you don't have a choice. I mean, if it's paddle, it's a little bit different. It's basically just who's the biggest psycho of them all. And they just keep pushing themselves to see which one has to pull their vest the fastest. But if it's toe, Fanning, yeah, he might not be classed as the biggest psycho. But I mean, let's be honest. If you're on the end of the toe rope and you get whipped into the biggest one of the day, you're not pulling back. And he's got the skill. He's won three world titles. I mean, he could pants anyone in any given conditions but especially these ones i think if he gets whipped into a big one he's gonna go go ham yeah just running through a few of the competitors you've got guys like laurie towner ryan hipwood billy kemper nathan florence cole rothman there's there's a real group of guys who are really known for being great big wave riders obviously but they're the type of guys that aren't just known for being psychos like um like jughead for example Jughead will go on anything, and I suppose that's how you get a name like Jughead, but I think it'll be a really interesting arena to see these guys surf in where you've got to have that blend of just not thinking and going and also choosing the right waves and, and trying to you know get those completed rides because at the end of the day, that's what counts. I mean, other names, you've got a couple of local guys. I think you know, you've got you guys like James McKean, you got James and Tyler Holland across. Those guys are insane out there. Mikey Brennan and then Marty Paradises, who you've seen just tame this wave for, for years and years. What do you reckon is the the big difference between, you know, local knowledge versus those guys who seem to be rocking up at a number of locations and being able to do a job? Like, who, who do you see coming out on top there, Nick? I think the big thing here is, guys like Ross and, and the local guys, compared with these Hawaiian charges, 50-foot jaws is different to 15-foot shippies. You know, this is going to slab. This is those waves where guys that have cut their teeth in these conditions, in these style of waves, are going to excel. And that's where I think local knowledge is going to pay dividends here. And guys that have just got super glue on the bottom of their feet, like Ross, who just doesn't seem to fall, they're going to be the deadly ones. I mean, Hawaiians are psychos in their own right, but when it comes down to slabs like this, I think the local guys have probably got them covered. I mean, Laurie Towner, we've heard a lot about him at the moment with the whole big wave award thing. But I remember when I was young and watching him out there with Dill Longy on that trip with Andy Irons and those guys, how comfortable that guy looks in like life-threatening waves. Mm. Yeah. Do you echo that, Winnie? I, I'm, I'm with Nick there. I think that the, the big waves that those Hawaiian guys surf are a completely different beast to mm. you know those those slabby type of waves we we tend to get in australia especially a wave like shipstones um what do you see going down there yeah i think it's a different game slabs versus like a normal reef break big wave guys like mikey brennan and james mckean the local boys they have it so dialed they know what every step's gonna do i think for the hawaiian guys some of them it might even be their first time surfing it don't like your chances if it's your first time yeah i saw a clip of nathan florence surfing i think he was like 15 and lankier than anyone i've ever seen in my life um for for those type of guys going back there and having to work out that wave again is is something that's going to be a huge task along with you know trying to win an event at the same time my favorite guy in the draw there's a guy from tassie he's named zebulon critchlow i don't know yeah i don't know anything about him but i hope he wins uh, he says his day job, he's got a construction business. We do industrial flooring, polished concrete, and waterproofing. As if you don't want that guy to win. He's going to be a psycho. <laughs> you can tell. He's going to go anything. How do these guys just throw themselves over these beasts? It's four foot at my local beach, and I'm like riding a 6'10 step up, worried about my life. Like These guys are just a different breed. He's going to be a nutcase, I guarantee it. And I think... The difference between an, like riding a rhino chaser out jaws and riding a 5.8 tow board out shippies, there's a big difference, and I think that's really going to show in this event. 
Yeah. The other thing to kind of have a little discussion about is goofy versus regular out there. I think from from what I've seen anyway, there's a huge advantage to those guys being forehand on a wave like that. Just being able to look down and see the step there rather than trying to look over your shoulder and not really see what's going on. I don't exactly know what the judging criteria is for, for a wave like this, but do you think the that added difficulty... First of all, Luke, do you think there's an added difficulty on your backhand? And second of all, do you think it's something judges will take into account? Yeah, I think they'll definitely take it into account. If you can make a wave out there on your backhand, navigating the steps, navigating how wild and wonky that barrel is, that's crazy. You have a massive advantage on your forehand in any of these freak slabs that Australia seems to dish up. Yeah. Grabbing the rail and pig-dogging in a slab wave like this, it's a tough ask. And going no hands is even tougher. Yeah. Big hats off to those boys on the back end. Yeah, definitely. We talked about this a little bit when we were recapping the WSL Airborne up at Snapper. The the guys that you pick for being purpose-built for doing airs for, for the Airborne, but the guys that are purpose-built for doing slabs, you know, surfing big waves... Do you think they could kind of all been, be blown out of the water a bit by someone who's a bit more savvy in a heat like Mick, who can actually, you know, structure and, and surf a, a smart heat where, he, you know, he might just be focusing on getting to the final and and then, you know, doing something. Do you think there's, there's um, value in that or is it more just about the entertainment factor? People just want to, I mean, I know everyone wants to see you go psycho out there and go anything but for these guys, obviously, they do want to win. Do you think someone like Mick will have an advantage just due to that? heat surfing mentality maybe i mean these guys aren't going to get any time to warm up that's probably another consideration some people aren't taking into account for i think it comes down to a lot of luck in these events you know if you if you if, if you're on the end of the rope or if it's your turn you know you're going to start going if you get the chance for the most mutant one that comes through the day you're going to win that heat oh, we saw that at the last one i remember watching russ make one that was a really big one and psycho one he made it, it was like the first one someone made in a really long time and it basically got him the heat it, it hit one after that and sometimes i think in these big wave events where it's you know carnage galore i think it just comes down to a lot of luck and forehand versus backhand you just got so much more control on your forehand so you're not gonna be able to fall as easy you're not gonna be on your heels you're gonna be on your toes the entire time it's gonna make it way easier yeah I mean, the, the format that they've got uh, of the 20 surfers, they break them down. They're going to have four or five-man heats. There's going to be plenty of action. We talked about this being one of the most exciting sort of events for your general viewer to, to tune in and, and watch. Um, it's super, super interesting. It's one of those really, I think it's one of those events where you can watch it and go, okay, I appreciate this because I know I can't do it. What would it take for you to want to surf waves like that, Luke? Oh. I don't know. I'd need a bigger set of balls, I think. <laughs> yeah, fuck, there'd need to be a big paycheck at the end of it. Based off the last event, it was so psycho. There was, yeah, zero chance I'm paddling into anything that was remotely like that. And, and like we said, it's a different beast, uh, and especially towing compared to paddling. Are you ever going to look at a wave like that, Nick, and think it's slightly inviting? I just want to be on a plane above it. <laughs> I want nothing to do with that wave. Like I'd be looking to slip on the barnacles, jumping off, so I couldn't <laughs> surf my heat, and then paddling as far away as possible. Yeah, these guys are another level. Yeah, you, you watch a CT heat sometimes, and you think, you know, oh, my calves are only twenty percent worse than that, or my calves are only fifty percent worse than that. But you look at a guy going over a fifteen foot ledge, going, I don't even own a board or know who makes boards that can handle those sort of waves yeah i wouldn't do it yeah it's as easy as that i know a few people that would and um i salute them what are your predictions nick i don't really have a prediction i want to see russ he lives close enough to us where he's the local guy for us i want to see russ do well he, he's getting the recognition that he deserves and from what i've seen of him in the water he is just tapped that's yep. the only way to put it he's tapped like he doesn't have a fear factor. He goes all the waves that no one else wants, and I hope he goes all the way and makes it two for two. Yeah. What do you, who you got, Luke? I think James McKean for me. I'm a big fan of Russ as well, but uh, I've met James once in Samoa and surfed with him, and he was a good bloke and 
just another young dude that deserves a bit more recognition. He has had one or two videos hit stab and go pretty ballistic, but he deserves a lot more recognition. And I think this event, he will go absolutely loony. So he gets good guy points. I like it. I personally, again, I'd love to jump on the Russ bandwagon. I think Nick's already taken that um, far enough. He's he's incredible in any sort of wave. And I think, like I said earlier, he's crazy, but he's really, really good at being crazy. And I think that's hard to beat in a format like this. But I'm going to I'm gonna put my money on Laurie. It would just be great timing for for him to, to come out after the WSL Big Wave Awards and, and kind of just, you know, stick his middle finger up at him, say, this is, you know, this is for me, this is for, for all those guys that kind of get shafted in a in what generally becomes a bit of a popularity contest when it comes to those those bigger wave award shows. We we all know that he's, he's got the talent to do it. He's in, in big waves like that. I don't think there's many guys that are more composed than, than Laurie Towner. I, I just remember that that clip of the first time he surfed it and he was really young then and I mean that's one of those ways where I think at the time you knew it would define his career but possibly not as much as what it has um, and I'd just love to see him kind of back that up with with you know something like a win out here I think that'd be awesome I can't believe half these guys have day jobs they're all tradies chippies whatever you know all the Aussies are day jobbers <laughs> You know, they're going back to work on Monday with stiff backs, that's for sure. They they dead set all do have day jobs. Like on, on the athlete page on the um on the Cape Fear website, one of the questions they ask him is what is your day job? For example, Brooke Phillips, he's a cardiac nurse. Like these guys are just all regular guys. Mighty Paradise is a is a rental car agent. Like these are just regular blokes who who have something wrong. I'm going to say in their head that makes them want to surf waves like this. Brooke um, would be on my team. He'd be standing by with the D-fib. Yeah, 100%. Anything to add on that, Luke? Hats off to those blokes that are working a day job and doing this shit. They're psycho. And your pick of Laurie Downer, that would be unbelievable. He is such a weapon and he's been there a bunch of times and knows the waves, so... He could do it and it'd be fucking epic for him to stick his finger up at the WSL like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Hopefully the swell that is anticipated arrives and is all that it is forecast to be. I'd love to see just another incredible day of surfing like they had for the first edition of the event. I mean, it's going to be good viewing, kind of no matter what the waves are like, as long as it's not slow and inconsistent. But I think the good thing about a wave like this is there's enough consistency on a, a ledgy wave like this where you're going to see plenty of action, especially with five guys in the water at a time. You're going to see some pretty mental showings. And again, I hope uh, I hope we see a show. I hope no one gets seriously injured, although it sounds like there's a few guys with some first aid training. Quick shout out to Mark Matthews. Did I read that he was in? He is, yes. Um, that was one I was going to jump onto later on. Mark Matthews, obviously coming back from a, a horrific injury that almost ended his career, he did well to survive that. But on top of that, to, to get back in the water and be able to surf again and then to get back into surfing these type of waves and to get to a point where he's able to compete again, I think is is fantastic. All the best to, to Mark Matthews as well. It'd be great to see him get back to those old ways of charging. And Hats off to that guy. That's remarkable that he's actually come back to from a near-death experience to be like, nah, it was nothing. I'm back charging just as hard hopefully yep so that that'll do for our preview of the cape fear at ship stands um we'll move on to a bit of other news nick you you brought us the wonderful news last week that nat young had had won an event and uh what's he done this week nat young strikes again <laughs> number two two in two and two events for nat young taking out the six thousand in in chiba japan can't say it being an oki level comeback but i'm sure there's whispers at the moment what a comeback he's having that's fantastic. I mean, that, that'll push him up the rankings a lot. You, you look at that QS season and, I mean, it is a long one, but if you get a, a fast start, it really takes that pressure off towards the end of the year. You want to try and qualify as early as possible, but that's a, a really good start for Nat, especially in waves like you get over, over there in Japan. Um, I know the, the waves for that QS were quite average for, for a lot of the rounds, but they actually did end up getting a bit of swell, which I think worked in, in Nat's favor, which is great to see. Other QS news... I think a lot of people heard about the the 3000 over in Crewe. You want to fill us in on that, Nick? 
Yeah, I, I watched a little bit. Everyone heard that Medina was going over there. And chop it in. People were wondering why he was getting chop it in, but that just goes to show how competitive that guy is. Holy shit. Man, you got two weeks off between events and you're just quickly going to like slip in, wedge in a little event in between. I saw one wave that he got. It was like a nine-something. He did like two airy versus, an alley-oop, 15 cutbacks, two Rios. It was just obliterated the field only to come unstuck to none other than Mitch Colborn, the Aussie battler. Yeah, he's 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 is he back, Luke? Is he is he uh, making a charge? I hope so. It'd be epic to see Mitchie make a charge and get onto a... His surfing is CT-level surfing, and I think the CT waves suit his surfing better than QS waves. Seems like he's lost a bit of interest in the QS the last year or so, probably because the waves are so bad on the QE, but yeah, getting a semi-final finish. Was it semi or final? Final. Final. Oh, yeah, getting second. Yeah. Hopefully that fires him back up and makes a big hit at it for the rest of the year. Yeah, so he, he lost out to eventual winner, um, Lucas Silveira. If one Brazilian doesn't win the event, surely another one's going to step up and do it. I don't know about this talk of Mitch Colborn being CT level, though. I do just want to see him free surf and just dropping those crazy clips, but I feel like the CT would spit him out these days. It's a little bit different to when he almost qualified a few years ago. Yeah, you see guys that that are suited for CT and guys that are that are on the QS a, a lot of their career, and they get close so many times. And like you said, Luke, he he might have you know fallen out of favor a bit just by having to surf such bad waves all the time. Mm. And you saw him get get a chance over in Fiji, and and I mean in waves like that, he he really suited it. It, it would be interesting to see someone like that on tour, but you got to get there somehow. I mean that QS is tough and. And that's why there's so many guys you, you see that surf so well and, and don't make it. Hopefully he can he can push on, but beating Gabs in really good waves is a great scalp to have on your resume, no matter you know who you are, if you're a free surf guy or if you're you know, the full comp groveler. Freddie P retirement, another throw out to Freddie P. Get a 10, call it a day. Retire from the from the QS, you reckon, Luke? You reckon Colborn should just retire after he, he just beat Medina? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think for him, that will be a massive confidence booster. And his back end, if you go back and watch Modern Collective, his back end is bloody psycho. I think he'd want to see it on tour and try and match it with those guys. If he's taken scouts like Medina already in a QS, and yeah, I think he'll, he should fire up, keep the boots on, don't hang him up. I think it is weird for a guy like that to show up randomly in, in a QS. Of all the QSs to surf, that is the one. Like, if you're going to surf a perfect little left-hander that's, you know, you're only going to have to surf with one guy out if you're making it that far in the comp, it's going to be that one. Do you think Colborn has those aspirations of making the tour, or do you think it's one of those ones where he's like, oh, I'm in Indo, I'll, I'll surf the event, get some waves? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what his headspace is at the moment. Yeah, barely seen a web clip from the guy in a couple of years. So maybe he just thought this is a good contest for him to get the ball rolling. Just a fun little left. Who knows? Was that just Medina though? Did he just go over for a free surf? Did he just think, win or lose, I'm just going to go over and have a free surf. I've never been there. Like Brett said, you got to chop it in. The guy's royalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've heard a a bit of talk of people saying that he was obliged to surf in in an event like that but how it works is you're obliged if you're on tour you're obliged to surf in two ten thousands one in your home area so for gabby that'd be in brazil and then one ten thousand elsewhere and a lot of those guys are choosing somewhere like huntington or somewhere mm. like that to to put in their second ten thousand so yeah i I suppose if someone like Gabby is going to fly over there and surf a wave like that, then really says something about the comp. There's a few a few more events like that popping up in Indo where the waves are really good and, you know, why not? If you've got the cash to get there, a lot of other QS guys don't, so... Go and have some fun. Exactly. My favourite part from, from the Crewy Pro was uh, a little surfer that came on everyone's radar, Coconut Willy. <laughs> I, I, he's my new favourite surfer, hands down, where... Do we start Willy Watch? Regular regular segment on the podcast? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he didn't do too well over there. He finished with a 33rd, but still gained many, many fans. The uh, the young Hawaiian did. 
What are your parents thinking when they name you Coconut? <laughs> Who knows? Like, especially if your surname's Willie, is it? I, um, Were they I, coconut farmers? Could have been. Could they have just been. loved coconut water so much they thought we're going to pass this on to the next generation. <laughs> so, I mean, Coconut Willie currently ranked 268th on the QS. We are going to cheer him on all year. Uh, let's track his progress, see how he goes. What do you reckon, lads? Yeah, I agree. Come on, Coconut. Yeah. All right. His average wave score is 3.39, by the way. Spicy. Up the coconut. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. Yeah, so just looking quickly at the the QS rankings, not too much has changed. you still got Jadson after that fiery start sitting at the top. Matty Banting in second. Nat Young's actually moved up to equal second with those two latest results. So he's looking up there. He's, you know, 11,050 points, about halfway there, you'd say. And then other than that, big movers, you've got guys like Rio Inaba, who went a little bit further in the Japan draw, and Conor O'Leary back up to ninth. So a few guys who, you know, who didn't have a great year last year on tour that, that are actually back on the QS battling. It's good to see someone like Conor back up there doing well. So that'll do for, for a little QS section. Just to finish, um, just wanted to to mention, I'm sure everybody's heard the, the emotional news of Sonny Garcia um, in what is a sport where everybody is for a lot of the time very happy and you get to surf all the time there's there still is a dark spot in surfing where i mean nobody's immune to to something like depression and sonny's done some great work in in the last few years after identifying um you know his struggles and and trying to speak out and not only that but educate people but it goes to show you you know what what a dark place that can be we obviously wish him all the best he's given everybody a lot of a lot of really good highlights with his surfing and i think it's it's his impact like that 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 gets everyone behind him and in you know wishing him well and and wanting him to to get better anything to say on that nick he's one of the last of that breed where he just stuck it to the man man handled every wave he ever caught and just said what he thought and did what he thought i agree mate if you're ever struggling it's never never down or shouldn't be looked upon to poo-hoo if someone's struggling just say it your mates will always be there for you yeah definitely um nobody could throw muffins at judges like he could uh that's one of my favorite favorite stories from from professional surfing anything to add on that luke yeah we live a pretty lucky life being able to surf and live at the beach and even still that darkness of depression can creep into anybody and yeah it just goes to show how important it is to speak to your mates ask how they're doing and if you are suffering from something, don't be scared to speak up or say you feel like shit. However you're feeling, get it off your chest. Look out for your mates. That's about it. I totally agree. I think that's a, a great way to finish. Body health. Yep. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you very much. Luke, thank you for joining. Thank you, boys. All right. We'll uh, we'll talk to everybody after the conclusion of uh, Karamas and obviously the, the Red Bull Cape Fear. Thank you. You. Pettison Crisanto picked a prickle pepper piper.